0: The point after show.
1: He's going savage. Run for your life That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? You we'll talk about it. playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
2: The point after show.
1: I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f- he wants.
3: The Point After Show.
0: Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie from The Point After Show. Eddie Daddy. I'm going to keep that nickname rolling because you guys like it so much. Is there something you want to tell us, see? <laughs> no, not yet. Thank God. No, you need um, to keep that nickname. <laughs> Until you say something else, that's even more dumb. But oh, Either well, way. let's let's not I, was, I don't was, get ahead of myself That was, that was here. a
2: little dumb, but it it's a podcast yeah. better earn that nickname. Ed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but I'm going to go around and introduce these guys and they're going to give their Twitter handles for you guys to follow them on Twitter. Uh, so you can read their articles and just tweet them to say F you or what's up, uh, yeah, Tommy. I'm, I've gotten a lot of F you tweets. Lately. Tommy, Mr. 73. Thanks. Shot see. 73 came in third at the w, or, uh, H.D.G.A. Individual tor- tournament yesterday at Armitage Golf Course.
3: Tommy, congrats, bro. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Ed and I played in that. Oh, I was pumped. It was great golf. the only
0: athlete in the bunch right here. <laughs>
1: oh, no, not an athlete. It was
3: more because I had the hangover, so during the tournament I wasn't nervous at all. I just said, oh, I got to go hit the ball and whacked it. So, anyway, you can check me out on Twitter at TLIP <laughs> underscore the PAS. You know, check us out. I always put up. Tweets, mostly polls, and Paul yells at me because I won't put his polls up because I don't want to crowd yeah, my yeah, feet. There's
1: not a chance that you're raising the poll
0: or putting it
1: up. <laughs> Speaking of, of Paul,
3: the fantasy football advantage. What's up, buddy?
1: What's up, man? Not up? much. I uh, had a good weekend this weekend. Got uh, torn up by a lot of Steeler uh, love.
0: Oh, yeah. You threw out that Martellus Bryant. Uh, Martellus Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. yeah. Martellus. yeah. As, a Martellus.
1: Fan, as a Steeler fan, as a fan, I kind of expected to take a little bit of heat, but I also thought there'd be a lot more people defending that, but no, nobody defended it whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I had some, some really funny tweets come my way. Uh, but hey, whatever, man. Everybody's what about entitled to their opinion, and I, I love them.
3: That yeah. mail, suspicious package you received in the mail of oh still white powder. I, I don't still, know. Didn't,
1: still didn't open it, but my but it cops. My, but my nose
3: fell into it. I was going to say, he used all that already. <laughs> <laughs> That's gone. It wasn't
0: anthrax. No,
1: Oh, okay, not.
3: my bad. He uh,
0: can't confirm. <laughs> but uh, Paul, what's your Twitter? The FF Advantage.
2: All right, we got Cabby, the producer Caviston in the house as well as always. But Yeah, and ahead. I'm uh, I'm thinking maybe uh switching Tommy's uh nickname to Big Guy. Tommy, big guy. Big guy. Big I'm looking at his notes over there. I think uh, I see uh, big guy written yeah, a bunch I, of times. I didn't, I didn't it it as as Big dude. He has yeah, A yeah, big, big, dude. bunch of big dudes. Tommy a bunch big of big dudes, <laughs> dudes <laughs> on his list. I don't <laughs>
3: yeah. have that. I, I'm not going to say it this week. It's just in my head. I'm not writing it down or anything. Yeah.
2: I mean, are you going to be able to, <sighs> to remember some extensive no. research <laughs> last week? But, yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the draft this weekend. Uh, I wrote a great article to put Paul in his place and just uh, confirm that Notre Dame is a football school and everybody else out there on the Internet is saying it's not. Uh, it's a football school. It's a football school. Yeah. It's a quarterback, quarterback school. Yeah, we could,
1: we could a quarterback have an entire <laughs> podcast. I won't even get into this again with you, but I'll let you.
0: We'll, we'll agree to disagree. Leave it yeah. on Facebook. I know there's some back and forth.
2: Yeah, I mean there's a uh, there's a bunch of stupid people on Facebook. We're all well aware of that, but you know it's just facts don't lie, numbers don't lie. Statistically, Notre Dame is the best. Quarterback, college of all time. That's statistically.
1: That's, that's erroneous, but um, we'll keep going. Agree Please. to
0: disagree.
2: And yeah. uh, well, didn't yeah. even, we didn't even get through Cavi's intro, and he's already talking nonsense. So you know you can follow me though. Uh, I never know my Twitter handle, but Producer Cavi. It's uh, it's at Producer Cavi. It's so, a tough one. So, it's actually know, yeah, it's actually the easiest Twitter handle <laughs> I remember besides. It's your, your name, job you know. on the
3: show and your last name <laughs> yeah. hy- shortened.
2: Right. Uh, so uh, Go yeah, get it. you can follow me at uh, Producer Cavi on Twitter. So we got a lot of. I mean, it wasn't a big
0: week in sports, but there is a lot to talk about. Um, most importantly, I think, would be the, the ESPN layoffs, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. But we'll also go through Boxing, NASCAR, PGA, and uh, we'll end with the Kentucky Derby coming up this Saturday, give our picks. Um, but the one thing I do want to talk about first before we get into the ESPN layoffs how about LeVar Ball? Like, you guys know I hate tomatoes. I might hate this guy more than tomatoes, Uh-oh. if that's even possible. So. I don't
2: know that that is. Uh, until I see you uh, spike LeVar Ball onto the ground and then punch Pete in the face, there's no way that you hate. <laughs> well, if he gets me a ribeye, then I might. But I, Pete's, I agree Pete's a you. lawyer now, too, so it might get a little dicey after the, the punch is thrown. So. That's no, true. I agree
1: with you, man. I, I I don't like LeVar Ball at all. It's sad for his son to have to. Uh, I guess he's he's proud and he's happy to have his father. Maybe we just see the. Bad side of him, but, yeah, he annoys the shit out of me. I
0: mean, just as a little backstory, I'm sure you guys know, um, LeVar Ball, Lonzo was going to the draft, and he, you know, tried to go out and get his kid, Lonzo, uh, a, you know, a shoe endorsement. He went to Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, and... No, it wasn't an endorsement. He tried to do, like, a co... Cold- well, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah, he yeah, tried no. to sell his brand, the big baller yeah. brand, um, and none of these three companies, the biggest comp- shoe companies in basketball
2: wanted him. So, so Lavar Ball or uh, Lonzo Ball better really love Lavar Ball because he was set, he's going to be the number three draft pick probably, he was set to get about a $7 million contract by all estimations from one of these major brands because they were all interested. So he better $7 million love his dad for what he cost him this weekend. Yeah. You know?
3: And not just him, $7 million loving his dad, the two other kids there uh, that are coming up now, to I mean, all committed to UCLA, and are going to potentially, based on what they're doing now, have that opportunity for the shoe brand. So they better get out there and, uh, I hate to say this, ditch dad or tell him get in line.
1: I, I'll play the devil's advocate here because, I, I I mean, although I absolutely cannot, I just can't stomach Lavar Ball, but and I do feel for Lonzo, but I'll play the devil's advocate here and say, hey, listen, maybe, maybe he's on to something. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he's... He's not willing to take that $7 million because he really feels that this shoe company that they have built, uh, was it the, the, well, actually it's not even a shoe company, it's a big baller brand is what their, their tag is. I mean, they sell, Cavi, you went on their website, right? They had hats for like $100 on there.
2: But nobody's buying them. Uh, well, I and mean, you you kind you of got get that out from out too. And,
1: and you know, you're going to have a son that's going to get draft number three. He's probably going to wear their shoes. They'll start buying them. But So he's basically saying, hey, listen, we have the idea. We already have a product. We want you guys to just go in on it kind of like, you know, um, Shark Tank, I guess. But
2: uh, I just yeah. don't think he has the clout no, right he, now. He's looking for a, like Tommy and Eddie kind of alluded to, he's looking for a, a, a partnership. So mm-hmm. he wants Nike to produce big brawler brand stuff and put it out kind of like they sure. do Jordan. Yeah, exactly. So he's comparing his son already to Michael No, Curry. no, I
1: agree. Believe me, there's it's ridiculous. But I'm just saying, like, if it does take off, then... We can all look back on this podcast and everybody can look back and say, well, Lavar maybe was kind of onto something there.
3: Yeah, but you were talking about how, you know, it potentially with this platform and with Nike doing this stuff, but this guy's had a platform all season. Lavar Ball. Yeah. Yeah. So if his brand isn't doing that well already, he's got millions and millions of people that see him well, I don't, every think, I don't day. think they have the money. I think that's what they're looking for.
1: Is they're looking for the money, kind of like a like a Shark Tank. They're looking for the money from from a major company to actually back this and put it into production and put it out there and get the mass production. I don't think that you know they're they're in the position right now where they could be making like a Nike
3: type of push. But at the end of the day, they would be doing something like we talk, is, uh, you know, Cavi does for his T-shirts for the parade every year, is go out. These people go on the website, order the merchandise, and kind of that whoever the T-shirt manufacturer is, is just pumping that out and send it to them. So they're doing that now. So there really isn't much of a cost. They're doing more of a profit share with the T-shirt company. So they should be turning some type of profit here. Well, you nobody's know, saying they're not. Well, he kind of admitted for, that by for, when he went out and he started well, saying, you know, when Facebook bought WhatsApp for $19 billion, those guys weren't making money at that time. Right.
1: But for all we know, LeVar, Levar Ball is basically just banking on the fact that his son's going to go number three. And they figure, hey, why why put a ton of work and money and energy into this when it's going to take off on its own once he's out there wearing those sneakers and those hats and those shirts. Well,
0: now, me and Tommy talked about this earlier. So if LeVar Ball, if he gets his son some kind of a deal, whether it be... You know, I, I know he's even, you know, Mark or trying to get um, Chinese companies and Asian companies involved, like Anta and a couple others. I mean, if if he does get a deal and it's a huge deal, me and Tommy talked about this. What if, like, it, what does that say to other dads and other kids coming out now? Like, it's just gonna be more and more ridiculous. Parents making a scene, getting their kid and themselves attention just for an endorsement deal, which is kind of ridiculous. I,
1: I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I agree with you, but I also agree with, I also think that we live in America. It's, it's a country where, it's a land of opportunity. Why not take that chance? Nobody else has come up and said this. We always just, it, you know, we as the common people, you know, uh, it, we just let Nike and Adidas and all these big major companies just run, run the show. This guy's got an idea. As much as I dislike him as a person, I think that, hey, man, I hope, he, I hope it takes off, but I, I really don't in a way because I don't like him.
2: Well, my problem with it is, is it's it's fucking hideous. Oh, wow, those you shoes! Know, that's are that's the other thing. Is like his, his even logos. They're terrible. worse than the Curry Twos, which is really hard. And they're they're bad, you know. So my problem is, he's hurt. He's now hurting his son's draft stock. Yeah, hundred percent. Think about it. No he's, real coach. He's been
1: hurting it since UCLA, though.
2: Right, but at, in UCL in high school, in college, you can you can to an extent, do that, mm-hmm. you're not going to go into, into the NBA and, and have a real NBA coach deal with that bullshit. Like, he's hurting his draft stock yeah. now. Because, like, sure. think about it. Like, Phil Jackson is not going not gonna to draft this guy for that simple fact. He's not going to deal with Lonzo Ball. Today, Lonzo Ball got his son's basketball coach at Chino Hill fired. LeVar. In the, LeVar, rather. LeVar got – and the coach said it was the best thing that ever happened to him because he can't deal with him anymore. So, I don't know. He's out there comparing his shoe brand to Uber. Like, he actually compared it to Uber today.
3: Yeah. And uh, I'm touching back on what Eddie said is I think the three companies got together. This would be smart if I were them. And you know me all the time. I'm always defending the workers, the common people, the athletes, the people that are actually making the money for these organizations. Um, but these three, if they were smart, your Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour would get together and say, we can't do this now because we're going to set a precedent. Because like Eddie touched on, is, is every family, every father, every athlete going forward is going to just start their own brand in college and say, hey, you have to co-sponsor this and we're partners. We're going to co-promote it. And there goes all that profit. It's basically profit sharing back to these individuals. Instead of just getting a set amount of money, no matter what they make for this company, that's what you get. They want to Push it towards like the Conor McGregor. I want a piece of the UFC, etc. Oh, I don't they're disagree, but I don't disagree with they've that been at
1: getting, all. They got screwed in for four years typically. They've, like, two no, or three they get years screwed for every
3: single year. Yeah. Every single year of their life yeah. with this kind of stuff, I, and I, I'm all for it. But I think these three businesses are very smart people that sit there and say, "Jackasses, none of you buy into this." This is where they kind of form their own brotherhood, yeah. even though they're competitors all the time. Never do this. We can never do this because this would kill our profits and the people, the board of directors would be fired. You would have stockholders bailing on every single thing. So I don't ever yeah. see anything like this happen. And if these companies were smart, they would never, ever let the it happen. The only
1: way it happens is when a, a guy gets to the like Michael Jordan elite type level. Obviously, that's when that makes sense financially. It does never make sense. But you're talking the greatest,
3: greatest player of all time. In no, no,
1: no, That's what I'm saying. So, that's the only so there's time. There's not really that makes many sense. people like you that. Have a so LeBron yes, James. That, it makes sense when you're established and you. At the end of the day, you've put a career in. If you played five to six years and you can call it a complete career because you're that popular, that famous. Not that they would, but that's when you know, like that's the guy you want to invest in. King James, you know, and and, but, and Jordan. Go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say, but that's that's they create that brand. They create that mm-hmm. image. They. Right. He's creating nothing. You know, LeBron they other guys didn't come, or other guys' family members, parents, whatever. They didn't come to these big companies asking for a merger right. or uh, some kind of you know takeover, ho- take takeover, like merger. But you yeah. gotta yeah. give
2: him credit for trying. Yeah, I guess so. I guess for for so. Trying. But I feel bad for his kids. Any, as as I don't it, really give him credit because I don't think it's a good, like it's not like a sound business move right now. If he wanted to pull a power card, he should have done it a year into the the league when his son is actually worth something. Right now, he went in there speculating. He's the guy that comes on Shark Tank and is like, "Hey, we project we're going to have a million dollars in sales." And they're like, "Well, what are your actual sales?" And then they all bow out because there's no actual sales. He 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 brought forth the concept with no with no product. But
3: again, you know, like I said earlier, I I totally think the businesses should be smart enough to say no, but me in my heart, I hope actually Levar Ball and the Ball family actually succeeds in this and one team buys in because then it's going to be People down the road being able to do this, and and you know he's that person that breaks through, and opens up the floodgates for the average people like us, the athletes, the individuals like us that that might show us potential to do that
2: I, in other places, not just on this type level. But hasn't who didn't Stephon Marbury, Marbury do that? He did Star his own Barry. brand. That's this what, what he that's doing. what he wants. He, yeah, he, he wants basically a brand. He doesn't want to be like a. Uh, uh, LeBron James He doesn't want it to be The LeBron James Nike
3: They want them to push the He wants the, it to be The triple B, B.
2: Yeah the triple B's You know yeah. what I mean So but, Marbury though That's somebody like They the, Those That shoe was bad I'm not gonna lie oh, But You could it only was get it at What was it Like 25 Stephen Buster bucks at, at, or or what, How was that yeah, place called Nowhere that like, would Stephen sell it For more Buster. than 25 Stephen bucks Barry's. <laughs> Stephen the cream Barry's Stephen Berry's It David was Buster. at Stephen yeah. Barry's but I think it went to Stephen Barry's It's like a last resort because he just uh, wanted desperate. to put out a, a last 25 club. No, the, they, the only ago. thing yeah. that was the only the only reason they
1: went Stephen Barry is cuz they said yes and and very next person behind that was Payless. Payless was coming next. Like, oh, right next pain. to the yeah, right next to the Jordache's, Payless was coming.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's my take on this this whole situation with the ball family. In my heart, I hope they actually succeed, but as a business person, I don't think it's going to happen. So they don't have
1: anybody at this point right now. No major shoe Company. They're saying
3: they're willing to go outside of major shoe companies yeah. and look at like Facebook, like just to be, basically what they call angel investors—people that just dump money into this yeah. with the potential of making a ton for everybody.
1: You know when I, you know when I, uh, I first saw the, I saw the shoe online, uh, that they were showing, the representing one. Uh, did you see the
2: same one, the yellow and blue one? Yeah, he said, terrible. He said he's been designing it since the day his son was born. Yeah. So you have a 20-year-old shoe. Like right. you're designing something for 20 years, like. He started with the Delorean, it. and now he's had a Lamborghini. So, do
1: you guys? Do the, when I very first saw it, the first thing that popped into my head—you ever see? You remember the And One's? Remember yeah. the old And
0: One shirts?
2: Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. cross exactly. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like, dude, that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm like, ah, uh, And One should definitely like. Because there was an article on
0: that I read today. Was like, and, right? and One
3: should, uh, yeah, uh, them because see, the, the else colors. Has a genius yeah. idea too. Yeah. Like, but dude, it, as soon as I saw and them, one I even
1: around anymore?
3: No, I think they closed down. but they
1: should come out of retirement. You see,
3: hot sauce out there? Is it hot sauce? No, um. The professor. The professor. He does a lot of stuff on social media. You see him crossing people up still in local oh, gyms. And
1: ones were the greatest. They yeah. had a great slogan too that I, I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was like I thought they that were that good, huh? But they, oh yeah, it was that good. No, but they <laughs> were <laughs> Swish instead of swoosh. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't quite. The Under Armour uh, marketing where Under Armour was. No,
2: know. but think about that. Like Under Armour wasn't like think about what arm Under Armour is now to what it was when like yeah. we were in high school. All Under they Armour was unders- from Maryland. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, but they start off with also. football, right? Football. Uh, just like they, they like made up the fact Carol? that like there was a te- – Like they used to say that the long, long sleeve Under Armour would keep you cool in the summer and hot and warm in the winter. It was like the most bullshit Must thing. I just don't spandex. think there's any f- like facts around. No, it was just that. spandex. <laughs> it was just a spandex shirt, you know. And now they're but they but he's like he's built it into a brand. It's wild down there.
1: Well, I guess we're done beating up. A-
2: yeah, let's move yeah, on to. I know I mentioned in
0: the beginning the ESPN layoffs, another big story this week. They let off, I think it was approximately 100 people, um, if I got my math correct. Yeah, I don't think it went
2: over 100, but it fell right. right Um, I mean, some
0: big names Ed Werder, uh, a few others. I don't know if you guys have any uh, input, intake on the. the, I know uh, two years ago in 2015, they laid off 300. This is just another round. I know they focused on on air and uh, online people. Yeah,
3: I, I, I. get a little nervous nervous for espn i don't don't know what the deal is but you know laying off all this big personality on-air personality you know both radio and television talking to uh, one of our friends that work for comcast he says that espn is one of the one companies that charges the most for their product so if they're charging the most and laying people off somebody at the top end not that not all the on-air personalities that it's that they're not the problem the problem is is the high-ups making some bad decisions because oh, you're charging the most. Almost
1: every giant company like that is always a problem from the top, but they start from the bottom. and Yeah, sure, blame house. everybody else. Yeah, let's exactly. pass the
3: blame game. So I think that's what's going on here with the ESPN and the layoffs. They're, they're obviously bringing in money, but at the same time, it's what what's going on. Are sports, like, becoming unpopular? Or, you know, what is it just all these kind of like uh, you're – Beer distributors, Anheuser Busch, and all them, and you got all these micro brews kicking up. They're losing profits. So, are there a lot of micro brews like uh, the point after after show? Exactly. Uh,
1: I think I look. I sorry, Eddie, go ahead if you want. I I feel like ESPN is like the um, uh, what's what was
3: I uh what was I gonna compare them to? I'm glad you pulled yourself in for that one not to have the comparison, ready. Yeah,
1: no, I did, and then I got thrown off because I thought I was going to let Eddie go instead. My bad, bro. No, that's all right. but I, I, I don't know, like, I feel like they're, um, they're like that, they're like MySpace,
2: okay? Ooh, that's how I feel space. Like they're like MySpace. Who's the so, Facebook? so they kind
1: of, so they, well, that's the thing, like, they came out with this, like, You know this revolutionary sports programming. You know back in how what in the seventies it came out or whatever like that.
3: ESPN's been and then the leader in sports forever. Right, but MySpace was a hot minute.
1: But but right, but think about the last like you know ten years and not even maybe NFL networks getting really really big. Now they're coming out with like they have a they have a they have a sports like a, a syndicated sports show for everything anymore. SEC Network, you know, and and. I don't know I feel like there's competition there and and, I, and at the end of the day when a company's not being run the right way like you said maybe it's not being run the right way they're not adapting to the millennials cuz this is a So do you time think in,
3: so do you uh, think that we are all uh, basically going to like what Polly wants to do departmentalize here is you know you talked about the NFL network and the NBA network and people don't want to hear all about you know your top 10 from baseball and your top 10 from basketball people want to go in because that you know it's a half hour show when are they going to get the information they don't know at some point in the 30 minute show they'd rather go out and get this five minute clip of everything that happened in nba because that's all i really cared about on espn right. was nba you know you go in you watch your five minutes on uh, on the nfl network mm-hmm. instead of watching the 30 minute segment so you think it's people are more in a hurry because they're working more the life's a little busier and they don't have time to watch the 30 minute show to get the five minute clip of what they really cared about anyways?
1: Well, I think that I think that ESPN said in a statement that they're trying to get more, uh, they're trying to touch more of the digital side of it. So they're trying to go more um, with online and streaming and stuff like that. And that, that obviously is going to probably reduce a lot of overhead costs to them. If they can reduce employee count, they just, yeah, but you going. still
3: need employees to go online. They're not just going to write articles. They're just going to no, put all their people, stuff on the they, internet. They,
1: they have those same people writing articles now. You think those people that are on air right now are the ones writing that stuff? Somebody's no, no, I don't think that
3: them. at all. But so, I'm saying they're still going to have. So why have Chris Berman?
1: Why have Chris Berman sit there and report about something or, or, or whoever? And then uh, when because they they're not saying
3: they're just going digital, just writing articles all the time. They're talking they're going to go digital and just have like their ESPN and Sports Center. On just their website commercial, you know, it's that way, not not television wise. Okay. No, I was just gonna say that. I mean, with ESPN,
0: I lost my train of thought right now. Um, but oh, shit. we're all reeling it back. Yeah, here. I know, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, I guess for the most part, ESPN, they're trying to cabby take it away. I lost my. <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: I I can't, no, okay. kind, of, <laughs> kind of I'm kind of. I'm kind of with you guys, not really. I think that uh,
3: Cavi's our our numbers guy too. He runs all the analytics on the website, the podcast. So he probably is maybe most educated in this, but what, what, I won't admit that. I'm just,
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking that there's there's just more. There's more out there. You know, ESPN didn't have competition for a long time. Right. That's and, so like but the microbrews. Like I, I said, but I, yes, yeah, it, I agree with that analogy. But I think it's more, it's it's more than just that. I don't think I don't think. The NFL network is hurting ESPN. I don't think SEC network is. I think that new media is. So, like, I'm going to go right to Ian Rapoport's Twitter. I don't watch TV to see him. I'm going right to him for the source. So I also think that, like, like I get most of my sports news from our website, obviously, but I get, I you know, I read Deadspin, I read the Bleacher Report, I read Barstool Sports, whereas ESPN used to be the only place I could I could go for that stuff, like when I, when the internet first became a real thing for information. And, I mean, just a quick uh, example here. Um, we, we, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Barstool Sports. Dave Portnoy, the, the owner of Barstool Sports, put out a tweet the day that all the people got laid off. And it was the analytics from his website versus, or his Twitter, uh, Barstool Sports Twitter versus ESPN's Twitter. So ESPN has 31 million followers, right? And Barstool Sports only has 600,000 Barstool Sports had thirty, or they, so. ESPN has thirty-five point, or thirty point five million more followers than Barstool Sports does. But Barstool Sports had more interactions. Yeah,
1: they both than had them. like two point one. Yeah. Million interactions. Two
2: point one million interactions. With, with you know, so that means that Barstool Sports is interacting on Twitter with twenty-one percent or twenty-four percent of their potential reach, and ESPN's interacting with one percent of it. I, you know, I, get, they, I, I just don't think they've caught up with the times yet. I don't think they. It, it was. It's kind of like think about blockbuster. Blockbuster to Redbox exactly to Netflix, and now you have. There's Paul Stott so There's Here's Paul, Paul, Stump. Paul Stump. Got it. So, it was <laughs> floating around. cavity I reached mean, up, <laughs> grabbed it, and I here think, it is, uh, I think ESPN had the ability to catch up and and do this, and they probably bypassed the thing that they had a superior business model, and now they don't. Um, so they they could have bought Bleacher Report. They could have bought the uh, you know Deadspin. And, and they just didn't, you know. Instead, they bought the cauldron, and that shut down last month.
1: So. They could have bought the point after show. They still can, b- probably buy
2: the point after well,
0: let's show. Let's not sell ourselves short. <laughs> no, Cavi, Cab- you kind of touched on a point that uh, I was trying $8. to think about um, with with you know social media and Twitter, like Ian Rappaport, um, Adam Schefter, people that I you know get notifications for, and I also get ESPN, uh, NFL, and ESPN, and a couple NFL uh, notifications on my phone. The, like, th- there's individuals that are coming out with tweets and news, like, ten, sometimes 10, 15 minutes before these major networks are tweeting them out. So, I mean, I don't know if it's – they have to wait a little bit longer for uh, some kind of verification or confirmation. I don't know. But there are guys out there that are tweeting out information quicker, and and they, they've been reliable. So, I mean, people are listening to them and following them more than these the, – the bigger, the bigger guys. And also, I know that um, – I don't know if if it was just a lame excuse, and I don't know any of the numbers, but I know ESPN said because of the layoffs, like, obscene copyright uh, fees are going up, you know, millions of dollars per year. So I don't know if that's, you know, NBA, like, all these – you oh, know, oh so companies are yeah. charging ESPN more and more money per year to broadcast their so stuff. That was
2: one of the biggest things that that everybody kind of uh, reported on, you know, they just it's really hard for them to afford their, uh, afford their contracts yeah. to be able to air all that stuff. Yeah, that's what's what's costing them the most and they gorged themselves and they 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 signed all these big contracts that they're they're stuck with now. Mm-hmm. And I mean really like they could do without their boxing because it's never on TV anyway and they actually just eliminated that staff sorry at Stroud Rounder but even less boxing is going to be on TV now and then they they eliminated all but one uh, NHL guy so you're 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 going to see they're not going to be paying for stuff and they're trying to compensate by that by getting rid of salaries to compensate for you know the loss in in, in viewership on those like what Tom, they spent too much like money like Tommy
1: said every time there's a bad decision made in the upper management it's jobs have to be cut it's not like hey Maybe we need to rethink our, our strategy. At the end of the day, I think ESPN Cavi hit it right on the, on the head. ESPN is another company caught up in the swoop of millennials that just never wanted to catch up with the time, and this new this new era of technology. Um, people are finding their, their their sports news somewhere
0: else. Yeah, they don't want to watch an hour long sports center. No. No, 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 and especially when it's on repeat you from get
1: six a, o'clock in the morning until noon. When you can get a, it's a retweet. The same damn one. When you
3: get a tweet. And check out the same news, whatever you want to look at, from like Cavi said, a specialized reporter, like and get it after it, show, and
2: get it in a minute. And you know, just a little RIP to some of our uh, sports media brethren, our fallen you know, heroes, some of the some of the hot uh, people that got dropped. Uh, Britt McHenry, she is actually hot, and uh, you know, but she's young. She'll land on her feet. Uh, she's a reporter for ESPN, getting a lot of air, <laughs> air time now. She'll land on her back. She'll, <laughs> uh, Jeff Biggs, um, you know. If you're a Dodgers fan, you really love this guy. He's been with ESPN forever doing it. I really ha- can say that in my life uh, is affected in no way by an L.A. radio guy getting canned, but he was one of the bigger ones everybody's I'm, talking about. I want to say
1: I'm I'm really disappointed because my boys, the only thing that I ever gave two craps about an ESPN, and I listened to them on iHeartRadio every single morning, I loved, and I had so many people tell me I was completely out of my mind, but I loved... Uh, and canal they were my favorite i like just and somebody asked me like how do you like these guys they're terrible that's what i loved about them they were like us they were not trained professional sports commentators these were like just danny canal was a freaking was a quarterback in the nfl and he just he's not like mike and mike where they've been doing it for 20 plus years these guys have been doing this for like two years and and they were awesome they were just raw they're be- they're better than us.
2: Oh. <laughs> they're way better no, than us. No, no. <laughs> yeah, nah. Well here's the thing. They
1: well, got the millions of I'm gonna dollars. <laughs> At one point they her. had millions of dollars backing them, so but yeah. And and yeah, they were awesome.
2: Well then what what do you think this also says though, just to touch on it real quick. So like I think in the next month you're gonna see forty new podcasts by all these guys. They're gonna just say, Okay, I can just go do my own podcast, make a million and a half a year and be happy. I wish I could pay them like a million and a half a year to come do our podcast with us because it would be so much fun. We're absolutely accepting any uh, applications yeah. from any of these guys. But I just think that ESPN went ahead and created even more competition for himself. A hundred more people to compete with you.
0: Especially some of these guys that are friends that were all let like, go. Oh, who, like, what, what, ten of them? What if they collaborated, got together,
3: and created their own little, you know, So like, Dave Just like Dan Patrick Spencer. out there, started his own thing, left ESPN. Was he the smart one in the group? Probably. You know, he said, I'm out. I'm not taking this. I'm going out and doing what's hot right now. He got his own the, podcast, the his own ship. show. So, did Chris like, get? did he quit no, or can he
2: made, he, or made he made the
1: cut. He's still there. But why did he why did they pull him off the uh why did they pull him off the draft this
0: year? I don't know. I know like towards the end of last year, I think 2016, I think his um I don't know, like his his, his appearances and his uh just whole yeah. it's like almost well, in, like, I, know was, I know, he got a little bit yeah, of trouble yeah. behind
1: the scenes, but I uh, I mean, I thought he that it was kind of weird to see um, I mean, him not doing the draft this year.
2: Yeah. The other big name, Ed, Ed Werder, like yeah. that's unbelievable. He's been there forever. He's great. But I read
1: an article that they actually, the, the day that they laid him off, they actually asked him after after they announced that he, he was being laid off, they asked him if they, he would be willing to work the weekend for the
2: draft for them. <laughs> like uh, straight up. They asked a couple people. A couple people did it. Yeah. Did, uh, and there was like goodbye so. But even worse than that, I thought this is what you were going to talk about, the day before he gets laid off. He's tweeting about his 17-year-old dog that uh, he had to put down. So, like, what a kick in the balls. You lose your best friend, uh, you know, of 17 years, and then you, get, you lose your job the next day. But he also has already announced he's teaming up with two guys and starting his own uh, website and blog and podcast. So he's a guy that has enough of a name. I think he can go out there and make a living yeah. on his own without them and just... See you later. And speaking of ESPN
3: and everything that's happening there, like Cavi said, they laid off their uh, their boxing people. I think he said down to one. Uh, let's let's jump into the big heavyweight fight this week. Yeah, the pay-per-view match. The pay-per-view. You know what? In Wembley Stadium, they had over ninety thousand fans watching and yeah.
2: broke records. You know, you had. Um, wait, r- real quick. You know where? What was it on? It was on pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. It wasn't yeah, on. Yes, TV. t v
3: And it doesn't look good for what Stroud Rounder has been arguing for weeks now with this big ESPN layoff. But you had Anthony Joshua out there versus Klitschko. Um, Who knows? That was a hell of a fight. People said heavyweight boxing's dead, Mayweather's all they have. But I think people might be able to get behind this Joshua cat. He's 19-0. He's got a ton of knockouts. He puts on exciting fights. And this weekend was just another example of that. They went, you know, in— 11th round knockout I think he won by TKO. it was the, it was the first time KO first time in uh, his career that he was actually knocked down but he was showed you know he has that heart to fight through get up get out there and get that W some people are asking other fights that he might have you know Tyson Fury maybe but he's got those uh situation going on with is that like mike tyson <laughs> yeah. when he starts
2: punching really fast yeah or what? no tyson and nobody watches a, boxing a and knows who that is.
3: yeah yeah true right uh but he's got that that whole drug of suspension going on who knows what's going on there with the little what we talked about earlier poly package we call it cocaine uh it's a hell of a drug <laughs> but you know klitschko has in his contract uh rematch clause so if he wants a rematch, that's who the fight's gonna be next. Joshua versus Klitschko again. Like I said, it was a great fight. Klitschko, he's getting kind of old. He's 41. He had a 64 fights under his belt, I think it is. So his so wife, jo- his soon-to-be wife, might make him hang it up now.
2: The guy's name's Joshua Klitschko?
3: No, no, no. Oh, you I'm asked sorry. this earlier. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody. Anthony Foxy. Joshua. But yeah, Cavi's been pushing that forever. But I'm I just a- thought it was a big thing. It, this is one thing. If I could suggest, what happens here? is I think you go with McGregor-Mayweather headline, and you go Klitschko versus Junior Dos Santos-Miche winner. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm not Brock uh, Brock uh, Brock Lesnar. Dos Santos wanted to fight the
1: Klitschko brothers. Well, when we decided that we were going to talk about this, I actually wrote down one note, and it wasn't uh, big dude. (laughs) It was actually... um, They both are big dudes, heavyweights. Yeah, no, no. My one note was... um, Nobody watches boxing, so I'm gonna agree with Cavio ninety thousand
3: people broke the record over there. To well, watch that's the fight. why they
1: had to go all the way over there. 90,000 90, people watch soccer too over there. Yeah, right. sure, but here in America, we don't have the venue for that. Maybe the
3: Dallas Cowboys Stadium. That's about it. Yeah, but nobody will go
2: to it. Huh? I there's, agree. I like I like Mike. Not ninety thousand people I like, Str- I like
1: I like I like Rounder's take on local boxing and some of these young kids. I, I'm okay with that, but these these mainstream heavyweight. What, call them what you want to call them, pay-per-view guys. I have no I,
3: have I just no want to say one it. thing is, one is
2: you're saying – sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this, yeah. Because this has nothing to do with what you're going to say. I just don't want to be you know, fact-checked comment down. There's not 90,000 people in Texas that like boxing. There are clearly more than 90,000 people in Texas. Go ahead. Sure, yeah. But, but uh, on, on your point there
3: is most people that actually go to the fights don't live there because most of the fights are in Vegas, so everybody's flying in. So it doesn't matter what the population or who likes – Boxing in Texas.
2: Nobody's gonna fly to Dallas to to watch these fights. They can't gamble. They can't do all this. Boxing died with Tyson. Nah, I
3: think this is one
2: of the fights that the
3: heavyweight division. Uh, Nobody cared about boxing since Tyson stopped boxing. Joshua is tough. I'm telling you, watch him. I think they should just let
0: these guys take as many drugs and steroids as they want. Put them in a ring like Ivan Drago. I want to see like 17 Ivan Dragos in a Royal Rumble match. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to see
1: Beat them both the taking steroid fits right in the middle of the ring and just beating the wheels off each like other. I would be entertained with by that. Me and too. I'd watch it.
3: I too. $9,000 to, on back paper back to Cavi bringing up boxing's dead, boxing's dead. When was the last time you've seen any other athlete in the world, no matter what sport, make nine figures for 60 minutes? I n- I've never... The last
2: time I saw that happen. Ever. Was
1: never happened. Never. Obviously. Never.
2: So there you go. Boxing's obviously not dead. But are, did those guys that you just talked about make nine figures this weekend? Not those guys, no. And, the, and that's right. the heavyweight champion. So who, right there. that's what I'm saying. Like who, Floyd they made, Mayweather. They made eight figures. Okay. But for, for to be the heavyweight champ, what did Tyson get in comparison to that? That Well, that was. He probably hard. got 10 figures.
0: Yeah,
2: that was probably 20 years ago. Though. No. That's even so worse. So that's worse. worse. Yeah. With inflation, it should be triple. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mayweather. no, 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 no. So
3: ten figures, Kev.
2: No, I understand that, but he didn't right. make that because he didn't make so that, all that like money. That would be like ten. That would be ten million as opposed to one million. Here's the thing Why? that no. So so was that
1: money that does, yeah. the money that Mayweather makes is that? Do well, you really? I see, yeah,
2: I yeah That would be ten figures. Would be like ten million instead of one million. No, 10,
1: no. Figures it's $8 million. No, ten
2: figures <laughs> is a billion dollars. No, Ten figures is ten figures. Like ten million dollars. It would be ten million dollars, or anything uh, from ten to ninety yeah. would be ten figures. Yeah. You have lost yeah, control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so not I a billion. A billion would be hundred a hundred
1: figures. So, yeah. I
2: it like that. Yeah. 100, yeah no, 100 not a hundred
1: figures. hundred million. But here's the thing. But, um, like you're talking about Mayweather. Did, does no, Mayweather make all that? Does Mayweather make all of that it's, it's,
3: dollars, it's ten right, million that.
2: dollars. It's ten million, man.
3: That's a billion, right? Or
2: then you lied and <laughs> 10, that's ten figures, right? Six figures is a hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, that's, Plus that's three more is nine. A is a million. It's a billion, it's
3: billion dollars. A billion dollars. <laughs> so well, we can, you guys calculator. are wrong. No, no, no. You can, we don't need no, calculators. E. Calculator. These two over here I thought need you it. said eight figures. No, no. He said he, ten figures. I thought you said He eight. said
2: nine figures. I said eight. Yeah, figures I said nine figures. Million. You said he made a hundred million dollars this this week.
3: No, no, no. I said I said Mayweather made nine figures, and he I said they made. No, no, no. He said when was the last time you saw saw somebody make nine figures in any other sport. So, where did 10 figures come right, from? and I said, Cavie it, said, and I said, Tyson said, probably made 10 figures. Uh, that's what he said. I didn't mean that. Well, that's what you said. We <laughs> tried to make Eddie and I look I, dumb. I, no, because you, you,
2: you went out. I, I thought he he said figu- eight I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you said figures. I'm sorry, I used figures. No, I said that
3: the, the Klitschko and Joshua you. made eight figures right. this year. So they made. They made 13, $10 million. $10 million. $10 million. Well, 13 actually, and 10. See, that I, don't, I didn't even believe. They were trying spent, to tell me they made
2: $500,000. We've actually no. spent
1: three more minutes on this segment than most people oh, watch yeah, that. Counting
3: funny. zeros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, yeah, good at, no, no. We
2: I'm not good, good at right. that. I'm you not know, good at that like, I'm sitting here thinking, right. oh, I'm an idiot. Hopefully Eddie's uncle is not listening to this. He did actually get you to know,
1: admit you're an idiot without being an idiot, which is even funnier. Well, you're both looking at me like I like... No, I really did think you said. I thought you said eight. I have, I, that's what I, I was in my head. I have a severe. So I'm like, anxiety. that's like ten million dollars. figures. Yeah. Anyways, I take know his, that because of my.
3: sound. a racetrack where they don't <laughs> yeah. make that much money. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, if you listen to our last week's podcast, we had uh, we had our uh, contributor and NASCAR guru Taylor Scrignoli, come on and speak a little about NASCAR and daily fantasy and fantasy. Uh, the Toyota Owners 400 was this week. Joey Logano uh, became the victor. He beat out Kyle Busch. Um, but every Sunday, Taylor puts out um, a little article and gives us his lineup for Daily Fantasy at thepointaftershow.com. Uh, I, Paul, I know you had a little uh, tidbit here about uh, the NASCAR race this weekend.
1: Yeah, I, I, I gave it a whirl. I decided I was going to watch um, some NASCAR, much to my <laughs> Uh Only reason is because um, what we're about to talk about in a little bit, the PGA Tour was actually even worse. But uh, I decided to give NASCAR a whirl. And... Um, Saw a couple weird things happen, uh, but the most uh, striking thing, which I thought was pretty funny, because obviously I, uh, you know, when I in my younger years, I used to work at Lowe's and I used to be a Jimmy Johnson guy because you know Lowe's and Jimmy Johnson go hand in hand, and he was good. So I saw Jimmy Johnson wreck out uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., which I thought was kind of funny because they were making a big deal of it because they're on the same team. I didn't realize that there was that NASCAR was a team sport, but kind of getting that coming around for that. But what I thought the most thing was funny was that, I've obviously, I followed Jimmy Johnson on Twitter, um, which, I said, is really not obvious, but I followed Jimmy Johnson on Twitter. Now it's obvious. Now it's obvious. I followed Jimmy Johnson on Twitter, and he, um, right after the race, he he put out a tweet that said, you know, had a great race and even had a little bit of fun uh, getting to wreck a teammate. Ha ha, just kidding. Hashtag joking. So, um, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. fans, which I'm guessing there's lots of them out there, did not think that that was funny whatsoever, and just absolutely harassed him. I mean, they were killing him on Twitter for a, a, a hot minute. And uh, then Jimmy decided he was going to stick up for himself for a bit. So a couple of them I wrote down, which I thought was great, was, uh, um, I'm not even going to say who the Twitter handles are because they don't really deserve a shout-out on our show, but uh, Jimmy, needs, um, Jimmy needs a ride to his eye appointment. You didn't see the 88 car? Come on, man. Jimmy writes back, tweets back to this kid. I assume you're speaking from an educated point of view with firsthand experience of driving a NASCAR, which I thought is hysterical because how else do you possibly make a person feel worse by saying, dude, you're calling me out. You've never done my job whatsoever. And then the other one he wrote was... uh, I did drive go-karts. Yeah, which is probably the same thing as driving at 190 miles an hour and having no mirrors. Uh, So then the other... Feels like it. (laughs) uh, Then the other one was... uh, What did he write here? He wrote, um, I hope... (laughs) <laughs> this is pretty funny. I hope Dale Jr. wrecks you at Talladega. Jimmy writes back, bro, your bio says positive vibes, WTF. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. That's like, great. Yeah, dude's like positive vibes. I hope he wrecks you at Talladega. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, you yeah, make the connections yeah. even
2: better. He's right? making fun of him for being a oh, chat but yeah. that's even better. Yeah,
1: dude, just totally making fun of him for, like, tossing shade on him but anyway that's pretty much that was the extent of my entertainment with NASCAR um, next week I look forward to not
0: watching it again <laughs> well uh, another thing I want to touch on too, you mentioned Dale Earnhardt uh, Jr. Retire? he actually retired he's yeah. he announced his retirement this this week um, he's like Michael
1: Jordan I feel like he's retired twice already this season I know he mean, got concussions like, and quit, yeah, a lot of and then he a lot of head trauma
2: and, a lot of head injuries yeah. Yeah, yeah wait so he his teammate wrecked him in his last race ever
1: no no, 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 no! After this year,
2: I don't know when the season oh, ends. i just gonna but see how many more, more concussions, yeah. how many more he can rack up. Yeah, Basically. I just,
1: I just think his career hit a wall.
0: Ooh, Ooh, his too dad did.
2: Oh, too soon. Too yeah,
1: soon. that's right. Oh. My bad. Sorry, Taylor. All right, I know you're an Earnhardt guy.
0: <laughs> All right, so yeah, check out Hashtag Taylor's article. Three. Check out Taylor's articles at thepointaftershow.com on Sunday mornings if you play daily, daily fantasy NASCAR or just a NASCAR fan. Let's move into PGA. The Zurich Classic. It was a weird two-man format. It was awful. It was terrible for, it me for to fantasy purposes. For fantasy purposes, it was awful. Even though, um, if the IRS isn't listening, I did hit a one hundred to one on the cams. Myth and Jonas Blixt I only put a hundred or a dollar on it. A hundred dollars? No. That's a hundred bucks. That's pretty no, no, good. No, yeah, yeah. That was awesome, dude. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: you, you won a one on your money. Though. Yeah, yeah. Take
0: it. So uh, I'll take that, but I ended up spending like forty dollars. Is that for the that baby, money. Daddy? <laughs> the wow. what? Got off real quick. Yeah, it did. Uh, But Cam Smith, he won. This is his first PGA Tour victory, even though it was a team format. It's the third straight week where a first-timer has won in the PGA Tour, which is kind of strange. You don't see that too often. Um, But uh, they won today – well, actually, Monday – this will come out on Tuesday. Um, they won on Monday after the fourth hole playoff. Uh, so next week it'll be better. We're going to be back into the the Wells Fargo championship where, you know, it could be more entertaining because we're back to the individual format. So.
3: And, you know, you can't go without mentioning Kevin Kisner's eagle chip on uh, number 18 to bring him and yeah, really uh, sweet. and Scott Brown into the playoff on Monday morning. Yeah, that was sweet. Sweating bullets late at night set the tone for a Monday morning playoff. It's unfortunate they didn't win, but I'm I'm just happy the tone to see wasn't that good, huh? I'm I'm happy to see you know a first timer get a W. Just like a yeah, tone awesome. yeah. Yeah. tone deaf,
1: tone deaf. Here's my thoughts on it. Um Tried to watch it. it, it it's it's just it's different. It's brutal for me. It was super boring to watch. Like Golf is golf is tough to watch the way it is if you're not truly loving golf. See, I, I can watch it all day. I, I watch could watch it all, all day, too. But <laughs> anyway. I'm My for, wife naps. For so I the, watch for, it. The, for, the, for the novice fan that's not like a – like Cavi. Cavi's not a big-time golfer. I guarantee Cavi's not sitting by his TV on Saturday and Sunday watching golf.
2: I haven't watched golf since uh, Rocco Media and Tiger Woods in that playoff. There you uh, go. That so, was a
1: good one. So the, the average the, – the, the novice golfer is not watching PGA on a regular basis. But for guys like us that like watching it every single weekend – This was tough to watch for me. It was super, super boring. I noticed. I I saw a stat on there that said this is the first team event on tour since nineteen eighty one.
0: Yeah, like thirty seven years. I think they
1: need to really understand why. Uh, At the end of the day, here's the thing: Pro Am, Ryder Cup, those are teams, kind of, you know, events. Stick to those. This was
3: terrible.
0: And but I think the players said all the players loved it. Like the players that didn't that didn't get it. You and I enjoy
3: those tournaments
0: more playing local. But yeah, even players that opted out this year they're already trying to get a teammate for next year like they they just watched it on tv and
3: said you know and sometimes gonna, you have to gotta give gotta it back great. to the players let let you know don't make it about ratings or sponsorships for one weekend make it about what the players kind of like because you look going like you said the the Ryder cup president's cup all that stuff kind of has this type format and they get most pumped up for that type yeah. of stuff they're out there they're trying to rally each other they're cheering each other around scramble and that's, golf
1: right where well, this one? Was, it, was this scramble golf?
0: The first and third rounds were better ball, best ball. Okay. And then the second and fourth rounds were alternate Alternative shot. Alternate shot. Alternate
1: yeah. shot. shot's probably fun on the fourth day. Alternate shot
0: sucks. They were, yeah, they were, they were there I'm some sure high some of them
1: I'm sure bad some of them scores. wanted to wrap a golf club around their partner's head a couple times. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's tough, tough
3: because in real life, these guys shoot to numbers, right? They'll, they'll tee it off to a number, they'll hit their approach shot to a number. So they have that club that they're comfortable with going in and with playing with another guy who's hit, hitting the shot prior, it's a little tough to get to that situation. And I know I mentioned this, and you're like, oh, they all play Pro-Vs, but not all of them have contract with Pro-Vs,
0: so they're playing a, a different ball. If, if someone uh, has a contract playing a tailor-made play the soft, ball. The
1: softballs, though. But Yo, I, have, I just thought about something. I have a great segue into our next segment. What well, is well we weren't done talking about this one, but go ahead. Oh, well, I'm sorry, but it was, did Charlie
3: Hoffman play in this? No, he didn't. He didn't? Oh, wait. yeah, he did, didn't he? Didn't watch it. I was I'm busy not sure. at work all weekend and uh, then that tournament on Sunday. Okay. I think he did, though. Charlie yeah. Hoffman
1: just – it's a great segment break right in into- there. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about the Kentucky Derby. Uh, <laughs> all right. I like it. Charlie Hoffman, the horse face. Rocky Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I don't know. think nearly
3: many people did. Was, yeah, Charlie Hoffman
1: might actually be in the sixth this gate the this per- weekend. <laughs> Somebody's riding Charlie Hoffman is this that, Is that who you're taking? No, no. Hoffman in the sixth? Hoffman in the sixth slot. Uh, uh,
0: but no, the
3: Kentucky Derby is this, triple.
0: this weekend, uh, I didn't do too much research on this. I just picked
3: out basically a flyer. We noticed you didn't do too much research. Ed, you were in charge of bringing us. I said the, I was with the, the odds. That's he, it. He, he tells us he's going to bring a little info on the horse race, and he brings us over just the odds. Reread he's a gambling junkie. Reread my tweet. It wasn't I said a I was tweet. Gonna, it was a text. Or a
0: text. I said I was going to bring my, your, everyone a sheet of, of bring the, some I info. Did, I
1: did a tiny bit of research for us. Um, I'll right. throw my two cents in. So a couple things I found out researching. Um. There's no gate, there's no, horses don't have an actual assigned gate as of yet. So there is no one horse We don't through. know the numbers yet. Right. So that doesn't get announced until Wednesday to do a pill draw, which I think would be pretty fun, kind of like a lotto Uh-oh, pick. Oh, it's like the NBA lotto picks. But here's two things, two, so let me ask you guys this. If you were to guess the two worst stalls from one to 20, what do you think the two worst stalls are?
3: I'd probably for say like record? two and... 13? I would say 8, eight and 9. 8 and
0: 9? Yeah, I would say more towards the back end.
3: Yeah. Towards the middle.
1: You would yeah. think, right? You would think yeah. like you're way outside the outside yeah, but starting 13, It might be 14. 14. 1 and 20, It's actually. 1 and 2. Really 1 two. Oh, and 2. I definitely
3: would think 2 because they're going to get pinched they in get by banded, the 1 and yep, 3. They get,
1: well, they get pinned and it depends against the on,
3: rail. I guess it'll, Yeah, it will depend on who that 2 horse is. If they're going to yeah. break out of the gate... They're gonna pinch the one against the rail. Well, no matter but if what, the one is three or strong, they're gonna pinch horses, the two in.
1: If there's 20 horses in the race, there're 20, 20 horse, 19 other horses are pinning der- you towards that rail. The they're all trying a, to get to the inside.
2: The Derby's a a, a much bigger there's more horses in the field than there are in most other races. Yeah, typically
1: it's 20 about 20 yeah. horses and that uh, gets weighted sh- down for the thickness and, and The first thing they do is when those horses come out of that gate, they all try to get to the inside as fast as possible. They, well, so, they all have, that they have one to in. the
3: first turn to get to the inside. So,
1: the first stall has not had a winner. So, just for, you know, tips for people betting on the the Kentucky Derby this weekend. The first horse, the number 1 horse has not won in the last 30 years. And the number 2 horse has not won in the last 40 years.
2: E- yeah, your um, your odds will be affected by that too. Like you're gonna see odds change yeah. drastically once. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. odds, the odds the, that oh, we yeah.
1: have on paper here are gonna completely change based on you know betters and where they're where they
2: I don't even have the
3: odds stalled. written down. I just have who I like and why. So who There's, do you have? Smoke. You said you're gonna lead it off.
1: Well, I, I, I'll give you that. Well, let me first give you, give the three. As of right now. Anything else th- you want to just three spit eyes. out here? Well, do you have information? Do you want to ride?
3: Yeah, I have information. Okay, then
1: just start talking then. Yeah, can, I I I I, went the with, segment, bro.
3: I, went with, I didn't want to leave the segment. I'll go with Gormley. I, I don't
1: but, I don't care who you like. I was gonna give the I was gonna give the listeners like at least the top three horses of who are the favorites as of right this very
3: minute. I thought we were all picking our our favorites. Go ahead. We could. We are going to. Good. Right after.
1: We got so Classic Empire is a four to one. Always Dreaming's a four to one, and Irish War Cry. Is it thirteen to two? Those are the three, as of right now, the three uh favorites in the race. After that it gets to uh seven and one for McCracken and way down the list for um
3: Who'd you say it was a four four to two? Wouldn't a four to, a one. Two classic, to one.
1: Classic no classic Empire was four to one, always dreaming's four to one. Thirteen to two is
2: Irish war cry.
3: Okay.
2: At this point though, we have to, you know, we have to realize that we're just looking at um you know, odds it's the early, based on a handicapper. It, no, you know, i that's going go right to vary yeah, yeah, from yeah, This it,
1: right here, these odds are based on the actual horse and the rider. And, right, and I got a I handicapper
0: got these from, makes, It
2: has nothing to do with the betting odds yet. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I got these from Vegas In, insider. I know like Bovada and there's a couple other ones out there that, you know, a couple of these are probably a little bit it's different. All,
2: per, it's all
3: based on who's betting on the now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, I'll go. I have Gormley winning, you know, What I think the two things are important to winning the Kentucky Derby are your jockey and your bloodline. And Gormley has both. He has Victor Espinoza. He's won three times since 2002. He had War Emblem, California Chrome, and American Pharaoh, who won the Triple uh, Crown that year. He's got the bloodline with, you know, a family line with a breed from Orb who won another Kentucky Derby. So I'm going with Gormley's going to win this year. Victor Espinoza gets his fourth Kentucky Derby victory since 2002. So Gormley.
1: Gormley's a 16 to one right now, current. I have
3: him as 15 to 15 one. 15 to one, somewhere yeah. in that range. Okay. That's who I'm going with. All right, I like that pick. Smoke. What do you What do you got? Since you wanted to.
1: I'm gonna go with another G. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. i G. I'm gonna go with Gervin. Gervin's um, 16 to one. And uh, here's what I like about him. So doing a bunch of research on this guy. Well, actually, doing a bunch of research on the entire field. Uh this guy jumped off the page to me because um he actually won uh he actually won back in December at the fairgrounds so that's a huge help. He's already won on this track before once. And then he um you know the biggest concerns that people have on him the reason he's at a 16 to one is because people have concerns right now that he can't run, you know, the full mile and a quarter. This is a pretty long race at the Derby. But uh, he actually won, if people look, he actually won at the Rising Star Stake and the, the Louisiana Derby recently, and they're both right around that same mile and a quarter. So the horse actually has uh, a lot of experience, and he's just an overall, he's a really, really good horse. So I like, uh, I like Girvin to win this race. Cavi, what about you, bud? Oh, let's go to Ed first. Oh, sorry.
0: All right, I'm going to go with uh... Practical Joke. There's a practical joker? Practical joke. joke. <laughs> We're all like in the
1: 16, 15 to one area.
0: Yeah, I just like him. I mean, he was the first time, um, or he won his first race at Saratoga Race Course. I mean, I, there is nothing particular. I mean, you can the first, you know, eight, ten guys on this list.
2: Was it the name? You like the name? I do like the name. <laughs> you like man. that it's practical? I mean, joke. I, yeah, I know. It's all right, and that's ninety percent of betting. It's yeah, so, it's I get a little McCracken if I was go,
0: going off names. Like a whoopee cushion, that's a
2: practical joke. Cavi, take it. So, uh, I... Obviously, if if we're going heart bets, you know... Um, <laughs> we I know lo- where we're going here. I love Irish War Cry. Um, oh, here we Tommy go. has argued with me before, but I looked it up. I just found three sources for it. As an owner, you actually get paid more money to give your horse an Irish name because they feel as though there's so many tracks and it's so racing is so big in Ireland that... They're going to bet more. When yeah, but you it, said they Irish win name. more money. Oh, no, no, they get paid more to name it, like okay. when you're naming yeah. it. Yeah we, yeah,
3: we were talking about you said they oh, win no, more no. money, and I, the
2: purses are set no matter what you oh, name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, is. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. But you get paid as an owner more money for your horse to be uh, with an Irish name, which is wild to me. Can I just say it real quick, Kev? Yeah. Hashtag Notre Dame cry. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hashtag not a quarterback. I'm surprised school. nobody in the room here good.
3: went with uh, Big Earn
2: McCracken. Oh, wait, I didn't even say what I'm going with yet. Yeah, that's oh, in my heart. Yeah, that's my, that, my that, heart. That that's not, heart. That's not. That's not. That's not a thought out bet. Um, I'm a, I'm a big re- uh, horse racing guy, by the way. I go to the Preakness almost every year. Um, I've had two out of the three worst sunburns in my life come from the Preakness. Uh, so I'm really excited when the Preakness rolls around. Uh, I have lots to say about that because I'm I'm a little bit more into there. The Derby's always a toss up for me because there's so many horses and people can come out of there. But I'm gonna go. Uh, Based on everything I've read, uh, always dreaming is kind of what I'm liking here. Won the Florida Derby, and uh, the Florida Derby has a long history of sharing winners with the Kentucky Derby in comparison to some of the other uh, prep races, but I also think uh, Classic Empire is a good bet, but I think uh, everything I've been reading from like insiders on Twitter and stuff is that they don't think that his injury is 100% healed, so if you're saying that he is 100% healed, you're good to go. Um, if not, I'd really watch that bet, but... Fun fact, this is a betters race this year. For the first time in many years, you could actually hit a five-figure trifecta. Yeah. It's actually a possibility. Last year, if you hit a trifecta, what do you think you got? I don't know. 3000 bucks. $86. Oh, that I'm
3: not buying that. It's terrible. I'm I, not buying that. I, what what, I'll what show kind you of bet is right that? Right a like penny a bet? Cent? No, it's yeah. a dollar bet. No. Nah. It's a $1 nah. bet. Yes. I'm, I'm totally... That's, Maybe I'm wrong, we'll but I'm gonna. Go, I, I don't know what all. it is. I didn't look at it, Cav, and I never call anybody out on this. But I think, I think, uh, I think you're way off on that. A dollar bet for $86 for the trifecta? Not a chance.
2: Mm. I just,
3: right. you know, so I know it was. I know it was small. I just
0: don't know the. Exact we'll, we'll, That's we'll what she said. we'll come right from
2: from the article. <laughs> Usually, even a race is one of my favorites. From uh, LAWeekly.com, you can't count a trifecta to pay off big in the world's biggest betting race. Easy, fi- or you can usually, easy, $500, often $3,000, and sometimes a new car. The record in 2005 is when Guy Camo kicked off a $1 trifecta and came in at $66,000. Then there was last year, $86. I remember sifting through my tote tickets at the end of the day discovered I actually had one of those $86 jobs. As part of some larger speculation, outside the track, I slipped the ticket to a guy on a box bellowing, The End Is Near. $86. Uh, that, that's – I'm glad. Maybe I'm wrong. So
3: this year – Yep. no, you, you're right. Yeah. I found a second source. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Oh, I'll, I'll a, give you – It was
2: a bad year. So this year, if you were to do a trifecta and include any of these horses in it uh, as your three, Always Dreaming, Classic Empire, Gormley, uh, Ganerva, Irish Warcry, or Thundersnow um, – Decent, all decent horses, uh, and depending on how everything closes, you should still be able to hit a five-figure trifecta with, uh, you know, three out of those. Do you guys know what five figures is? No. It's like ten, eight, ten, eight thousand ten, that'd ten, ten thousand dollars. That would be tens of thousands. Yeah, that'd be $10,000. That's ten dollars. billion dollars. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's your so cavi's interpretation. That's a million billion dollars. <laughs> a no, you should be able to hit one trillion. Uh, you should be able to hit around ten thousand dollars on that, which would be pretty nice on a dollar bet, you know. Unless you're like me uh, last year on the Preakness where. You, you hit the trifecta, and um, the person at the racetrack nearby had put it in for the wrong race. Ugh. And you got escorted off the premises because of the scene that you show, You, you <laughs> shit fit. That's all I have to say. I'm depressed on horse racing now. Right. Yeah, yeah, does that wrap that. us up tonight? I think that does wrap us up tonight. So
0: thanks, guys, for listening. Be sure to listen to our NFL Draft Recap Podcast coming out this week. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Live. We put out a – oh, wait, wait, wait. Facebook – not Facebook Live, but there is something coming out next week.
3: that's coming out. we got oh, a man. video coming out.
0: A
1: video coming out on next Tommy. Week. You can find it on Periscope. Facebook Live no, and I'm, I'm,
3: YouTube. You'll find it all three places. If you guys are going to do that, I'm going to need to uh, co-brand
1: that, well, that. Tommy is getting an I mean, armpit
3: waxed you for can his. I'm co-branding it. We're going to have to yeah. work out a,
2: a negotiation. His, his
1: ridiculous bet about Adrian Peterson's salary will be will be owned. We'll put week. a
2: sticker on the front of the wax that says uh, T W Tommy's yeah. Wax, yeah. and uh, you can sell that brand to whoever you want. We want nothing. To, we'll give you 100 percent. Tries on it. TPL brand. <laughs> but yeah, uh, be f- be sure to look out for that that video next week. But uh, also
0: visit us on thepointaftershow.com. That's where the video will be. That where That is will where. where uh, yeah. Um, but no, check us out. Blogs daily fantasy, fantasy and daily fantasy articles and any kind of posts you can think about for sports. So the check us out. Pointaftershow.com. www.thepointaftershow.com. T H E H
1: H. I hate that word. No, me too. Or letter. Later. Peace. And
2: as always, if you made it this far, thank you. Peace. Hey, follow me on Twitter, uh, producer, at producer Cavi, Got it right this time.